Despite being held 37 minutes without a shot, the Penguins beat the Predators Monday night 5-3 to open up the Stanley Cup Finals, taking the first game of the series. And for the first time this postseason, the Predators have dropped the opening game in a best of seven. I'm Forrest Goodman. Welcome to a special edition of the Predators podcast, where you will hear from Adam Vingan and Joe Rexrode, both with the Tennessean on the loss, and how history right now is not on the team's side. Then later, Kevin Allen from USA Today on where this series may be headed. In the Monday loss, the Preds overcame adversity to rally, but one moment that really stands out came early on on a P.K. Subban goal that was challenged and then called back. You know, I don't know the explanation of why that's offside. I, I mean, uh, we all believed it was. You know, if it was based on the possession, I think he had full possession of it, but I don't make those decisions. But, you know, other than that, I mean, I, th that didn't dictate the outcome of the game. I thought we, I thought we outplayed him. You know, I really did. Um, you know, just being honest, I thought we, we did a lot of things well. Um, we got pucks in deep. I think sometimes maybe the three-quarter ice game, just getting pucks in and their defensemen, you know, kind of stop it up in the neutral zone, they transition. So maybe we got to do a better job of that. There's some things that we got to clean up. Listen, at the end of the day, we had an opportunity to, to be up one nothing in the series. We're not. So we just got to regroup now and get ready for the next game. The Penguins would eventually build a lead, but Mike Fisher, back from a two-game absence, used his veteran skills to try to spur a rally, including an assist on a game-tying goal in the third period. We were down 3 nothing, and we just we didn't feel terrible about our game. We wanted to tighten up a few things, and you know, opportunities they got, we felt like we could, you know, they're fixable, and but we just we just kept coming, and that's what we that's what we need to do to be successful as a team, and um, you know, we never feel like we're out of the game. Again, Pittsburgh would go on to win 5-3. They're up 1-0 in the series. Adam Vingan covers the Predators for the Tennessean. A wild way, Adam, to open the series for Nashville in a game that saw leads build, then vanish, and momentum swings on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. And momentum is the key word because the Predators had all of it to start the game. And when they scored what they thought was the first goal on a nice play by Philip Forsberg to set up P.K. Subban, the problem is, for the Predators is that the officials determined after the Penguins initiated a offside challenge that Philip Forsberg had entered the zone barely offside, uh, which negated the goal. And, and from that point on, the Penguins sort of uh, overwhelmed the Predators through the rest of the first period, scored three goals in a span of, of just over four minutes to end the period, and it was 3 nothing uh, at first intermission. The Predators came back and forth, as you mentioned, to tie the game in the third period. And then hockey is such a random sport that it felt almost inevitable that when the Penguins took their first shot on goal in exactly 37 minutes that it was going to go in, and it did. Uh, Jake Gensel uh, beating Pecorine with under three and a half minutes left uh, for the game-winning goal in a 5-3 Penguins victory. I, I think the, the, the Predators should be overall pleased with their performance, particularly defensively. I know you're going to look at the five goals, which includes an empty netter, and say, yeah, but, but as I mentioned, they allowed uh, no shots for 37 minutes. They didn't allow a shot on goal in the second period, which is actually the first time in Stanley Cup final history that a team went without a shot on goal in, the, in, in a period since the league started tracking the statistics 60 years ago. Um, but the Penguins did finish with 12 shots on goal, but still won the game. So uh, I think this falls into the category of what Predators coach Peter Lavia likes to say, like the way we played, hated the results. And he did say that.
that last night. Some people were trying to ask, I think, if he was satisfied in performing well and then losing the way they did, and he clearly was not. You could see the frustration that was there. You could hear it in, in Subban's voice and some of the post-game comments as well, especially, even though, it, again, he didn't use it as an excuse, but there was some frustration. And if anything, it seems like there's some motivation for this team now going into game two. Of course, and, and the Penguins are well aware that they stole a victory last night. and They said as such after the game, and their coach, Mike Sullivan, know that we weren't very good uh and they were outplayed in a lot of areas but at this time of the year it doesn't matter how you win especially in the stanley cup final as long as you win the game uh so the predators uh, you know during during the regular season in january or february if they lose a game like this they could chalk it up to an off night or a random night and move on but when you're down one nothing in the stanley cup final not only that you're trailing a series for the first time this postseason uh, I mean, you can't really take much solace in the fact that you played a good game and lost. So uh, the Predators, as I mentioned, have a lot of good things that they can look at and say, if we replicate this, we can tie this series and go back to Nashville on Saturday with a chance to win two games at home uh, in a place that we've only lost once all postseason long. How important is it for them to be able to get one on the road? Just we, we know how that important that is, but also just for the team's mentality, the team's momentum to bring that back to Nashville. Well, of course, because you look at their last three series, they you know, started the, they started each series with a game one win on the road. Right. In Chicago, in St. Louis, and in uh, Anaheim. And when you look uh, at those series, the fact that they have such a distinct home ice advantage certainly helps them once they stole that home ice advantage from their opponent. Uh, you know, the Penguins are an incredibly experienced team. They have a, they have a distinct uh, uh, advantage in that regard. Um, you know, teams, according to the NHL, uh, since, the, excuse me, since the Stanley Cup final became a best of seven in 1939, the winner of game one has gone on to capture the Stanley Cup in 60 of 77 series, including each of the last five. Oh, wow. So the, so the Penguins... Going up to nothing, yes, the Predators will have a great opportunity at home to erase that deficit. But against a team that has knows what it takes to win a championship, you do not want to go down two games to none. So, uh, you know, the, uh, I don't like to say that one game is going to ultimately decide a series, but there is going to be significant pressure, I think, on the Predators to make sure that they do not return to Nashville down by two games. With those numbers you just shared, not only are the Predators trying to make franchise history, they're trying to overcome hockey history. Yes, for sure. Read more of Adam's coverage at Tennessean.com. Joe Rexroad is a sports columnist for the Tennessean and is also with the Predators in Pittsburgh, just like Adam. He joins us now. Joe, I want to grab a different take from you than Adam. You watched the game last night, and by no means was it a perfect game really by either team last night. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and, of course, if you're the Predators, you, you want to look at that game and say, okay, let's bottle up You know, probably about 50 minutes of that. But at the same time, you know, in the game of hockey, if you make critical mistakes in your own end, um, you know, that – can be the one thing that costs you a game. And, you know, on a couple of, of the Pittsburgh goals, uh, you know, that's exactly what the Predators did. You know, a turnover in their own end, and then they sort of lost the puck in the neutral zone uh, before the winning goal. So it's not like they were perfect. Um, but, you know, it, the way that they uh, handled things in the neutral zone and made it so tough for Pittsburgh to set up in their, uh, in their defensive zone – 
that, I think they, they have a great chance for success. But I also think the Penguins are going to try to adjust to that. You know, they they know that they did probably steal one here. So that's why Game Two is is so critical. Uh, you know, of course, you know the Game One winner often has success in the Stanley Cup Final. That's especially been the case lately. But I still think if the Predators, you know, obviously can get any sort of split. Uh, you know, then all of a sudden Pittsburgh has to win in Bridgestone, and that's not easy. And Joe Nashville needs to try to win game two before coming to home ice at a place where the team and the fans expect to win. They do. They do. And that's what was impressive. I mean, with Pittsburgh the last two times, I mean, last night, once the Predators tied the game, you just felt like it was inevitable. And, and of course, they got really close. I mean, James Neal hit the post. Uh, to go up 4-3, and, and what a goal that would have been for him, the guy that you know the Penguins created a few years ago. And, and they were all over them even after the goal. But, hey, the Penguins gathered themselves and made the winning play, kind of like Game 7 against Ottawa. You almost felt like that game, which they dominated, was just going to end on some fluky goal, but they kept at it, kept at it, and won it. So they're a very mentally tough team. I don't think there's any question about that. And there's no question their fans expect to win, and, and it's understandable why. The Predators would like to even this series at 1-1. They find themselves down now one zip. What do they need to do different in Game 2 to try to take some momentum when they come back home? Maybe give up more shots. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but, the, I mean, if you're Pecorine – you know, and you go 37 minutes without seeing any action. It's basically like you've just sort of taken the day off, and now you're kind of back out there cold. Right. You know? <laughs> of course, you don't want to give up shots, but um, it was just such a weird game. Yeah. And, you know, even when we talk about how the Predators controlled play, how much of that is being down 3 nothing, the other team kind of having that run-and-hide mentality and you having that desperation mentality, I'm sure some of it. Um, but the, the thing I think that's encouraging is the beginning of the game. Uh, they were terrific from the start, took control, controlled the action, got that first goal, which, of course, was waved off. Uh, that's exactly how they want to play. Now, I don't think they responded to adversity as well as they needed to. I think that they got wobbly, and the only time in that game where Pittsburgh looked like the better team was after those calls that went against the Predators – uh, and, and that stretch afterward, which, of course, they went up 3 nothing. The third goal was totally fluky, but still it was all part of, of uh, a you know, about a 10-minute stretch of the Penguins being in the Predators' end. That was the only time all night. If the, if the Predators can uh, you know, really duplicate a lot of what they did, but then he cannot make those mistakes. Yannick Weber turned it over in his own end during that stretch. It turned into an easy goal for the Penguins, and that's how they, they strike. They strike fast. They have a lot of skill and speed. So, uh, again, I don't think you do a lot uh, different, but you ha- you do have to have Pecorine play better. I mean, if there's one person, I know it's obvious to look at the goalie, but it's true. I mean, he has to uh, he has to be able to be, be a difference maker for them. And in game one, you know, there were a couple goals, including the first one. I mean, it was a five-on-three, but it's still a shot he can stop, and he usually stops. So two of them that got past him that you would hope he'd be able to stop. The other two, he had no chance. If those two are stopped by him in game two, the Predators play a similar kind of game. I think they have a great chance to win. And you can read more from our Joe Rex Road at Tennessean.com. 
As we prepare to wrap up this special edition of the Predators podcast, let's finish with Kevin Allen. He covers the NHL for USA Today. Kevin, thanks for giving us some time. You've covered professional hockey for a long time in your career. Looking back at Monday night, how do you sum it up? Yeah, this was one of the most bizarre uh, games that I've seen in my 31 years of covering the National Hockey League. You know, it's been since 1957-58 that a team in the Stanley Cup final has gone a whole period without getting a shot on goal. You know, as you mentioned, the Predators played uh, tremendous uh, uh, defense. And, uh, you know, even though they lost the game, are are they not the team that comes out of this game with the most confidence? Like, they played the way they wanted to play. And the Penguins couldn't play the way they wanted to play. If anything, I got the feeling just from some of the post-game quotes and press conferences and talking to the media, uh, there's disappointment, of course, because you fall down, but they're not going to rest on that, that we played well. Instead, they're like, look, we played well, but we still lost. We've got to find a way to get better in game two if we're going to find a way to beat a very experienced Penns team. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the only thing that the Penguins can hang their hats on is is that they had good survival skills. Like they didn't play well, and yet somehow they found a way uh, to win it with a you know big goal by Jake Gunsel, and uh, maybe that's their silver lining because Gunsel's uh, you know their leading scorer, but hadn't scored in in eight games, and he gets a big goal there, his fourth uh, game winner, and I think you know they think well maybe that'll give him a little bit of confidence. But I I think both teams do come away thinking okay we got to play better in the penguins case they got to play a lot better in the predators case they just got to play a little better uh, you know they they did created the, the tempo they wanted to create and i think we saw that the uh Peng, the predators defense um is going to cause all sorts of problems at least from the offensive standpoint with their ability to move the puck up the ice with a game last night kevin is there any advantage that the penguins might have having been there before on this stage yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, they just climbed this mountain a year ago, and they know the path. They they know the, what it takes to make this uh, uh, journey. They they had a lot of ups and downs even last season, um, and I think it uh, you create a sort of a hardening, uh, a mental toughness um, that uh, allows you to sort of get through these experiences like any other team uh, had that had gone through a, a period of over 37 minutes without a shot and goal. I, I think they would be near collapse uh, today wondering, you know, how in the world are we going to win if we can't even get a shot on goal? Not the Penguins. I mean, these are a group of guys um, that have been together for a while, and I think that'll that'll buoy them. That'll get them uh, moving forward, and at least uh, – and there'll be, there'll be a resolve uh, to play much better than they did last game. But on the flip side of that, if you're the Predators, you've never been there before, but you're riding this amazing wave right now. You've overcome odds at various times throughout the season and playoffs. That has to be a bit of a conflict. Confidence, uh, confidence builder too i would think oh i i, I think so i mean what has sort of uh, um brought this team together is the uh, you know under the banner of you know we'll find a way um and you know they've had so many different goal scorers so many different heroes and they've got pekka rene um you know and that wasn't his best game uh you know last night but you really couldn't fault him on uh uh, you know, one of them is an empty net goal. So the, the four goals he gave up, uh, you know, probably the only one where, you know, they needed a big save uh, from him uh, was probably on the Gunsel shot. But, you know, that was a good, a good shot. But, you know, what you're telling yourself is, is okay, you know, Pekka Rene is, uh, you know, going to be better. He's been our hero all year. You know, he's going to give us a chance to win every night. And, you know, we have had uh, guys stepping up in every game. And that sort of unified this team. So even though they don't have the experience, 
that the Penguins have, what they do have, um, is this c- kind of collective momentum that they've generated by this you know, strong run they've had. Just to follow up on that, do you lose a bit of your edge on the ice because you do go so long without having to defend? Not not to take away from what the rest of his team's doing, but do you lose a little bit of it there, not staying as sharp, having to work as much? Well, I think that's an insightful point. I mean, you know, when you have, uh, you know, hockey players say all the time that if you go 48 hours without being on the ice, you lose your edge. And, you know, the Predators, because of their success and uh, moving past the, the Ducks, they had some extended period uh, time off. And, you know, that was good in terms of the injuries and bringing people back. But, you know, you develop, a, you know, a little bit of rust. I mean, I, I think for the most part, players would prefer to play every other day in the postseason because, it, you know, you, you sort of uh, keep your edge keep your momentum and uh, I'm sure it didn't uh, help uh, Rene's uh, sharpness to be off as long as he was but you know he's a pro and he's been around a long time and he's sure. won a lot of play games and um, you know I, he was not bad uh, and nobody was blaming him for last night I, I'm just uh, the point I would only make is as the Harry Sinden the great uh, retired Boston Bruins general manager said you know you pay your goalie to make the very big saves, not the routine saves. And, and you know, that's what they need from Renan because he's carried them all the way through. They'll, they'll need him to make one more save than he made the, in game one. All right, Kevin, where does this go in game two? Pens now with a 1-0 advantage. They would love to take this thing to Nashville up 2-0, and, of course, the Preds would love to steal one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the Predators are going to come out flying in game two. And, you know, I, I think they're a little angry that they lost that. Because yeah, it would have been a different game if Subban's goal stands. And they lost it on a coach's challenge for one toenail over the line. And I think they're going to tell uh, themselves, okay, we got to come out and get that lead. If they get the lead, you know, that changes everything uh, for the Penguins. They got to play a little bit differently. They got to open up. And I think that Predators can take advantage of that. So there'll be a lot of emphasis, I think, in game two on the Predators trying to get that early lead. Kevin Allen with USA Today. Game two, Wednesday night in Pittsburgh. Before we wrap up, Mike Fisher, we mentioned earlier, he's a veteran. He's played in a Stanley Cup final before and is trying to be a calming influence on the team. We're always been focused on our goal is just worry about that next one and continue to just get better and um, you know put this one behind us. And uh, We got an opportunity in two nights and that's our focus now. The Predators are down one nothing. They'll try to even up the series Wednesday night. We will recap it Thursday right here. Thanks to Adam Vingan, Joe Rexroad, and Kevin Walker. I'm Forrest Goodman. We're back on Thursday. So long, everybody.